turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. A powerful nor'easter wreaking havoc in New England. This is going to be part of the town that we're going to need to use our high-water vehicle to get into, our brush breaker to get into. Um, and that will probably continue, I would think, over the next 24 hours, I would think. Um, in addition, we have trees, wires, poles down throughout town. British Prime Minister Theresa May has spoken with President Donald Trump and expressed deep concern about his threatened trade war with the European Union. May's office says that she's discussed the issue with Mr. Trump during a telephone call Sunday. He has threatened to tax European cars if the EU boosts tariffs on American products in response to the president's plan to increase duties on steel and aluminum. More details at srnnews.com. Dennis Prager believes in another type of bank account. I mean, I know the role that I play in a lot of people's lives, and I think about that. Have I disappointed people? You know, when I came out against Donald Trump during the primaries, people were very disappointed. That's why I'm a big believer in the moral bank account theory I have. Now, we make deposits when we do good things, and we make withdrawals when we make what are mistakes or perceive as mistakes. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Coming up next is the second half of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM 1280, the Patriot, so don't go anywhere. First, we'll give you a quick weather update, a high of 46 degrees with a good chance of showers through most of today. I have 35 of the rain and snow mix and a winter storm watch for Monday, and then a high of 32 degrees, and the snow continues into Tuesday. Stay tuned for the NAR with Brad Carlson right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via text message. That number is 651-243-0390. And you can weigh in via Twitter using hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow. Yeah, we're switching up the hashtag a little bit. Uh, the other hashtag, the old hashtag that we used to use is being polluted by other things and other people, whether it refers to this sh- bro- program or not. And it makes perfect sense, hashtag Narn Show, because that's also the official Twitter handle of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Narn Show. So it seems to work, and uh, you'll find Mitch Berg and myself there. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to our uh, various broadcasts. Uh, a lot coming up in uh, terms of some Patriot events that we've been kind of teasing a little bit. Yeah, I'll have, some, I'll have a little bit more information about that uh, later on in the show. Uh, I obviously want to get to some items from this uh, past week. And it is it seems like the past three weeks on this particular broadcast, and I know on Mitch's show too, We've been talking about a lot of the items pertaining to the Stoneman Douglas uh, shooting that took place down in Parkland, Florida, back on February 14th, so uh, two and a half weeks ago now. And there are a lot of things that have occurred, whether directly or indirectly, uh, as a result of that shooting. Obviously, different state legislatures are 
looking at their gun control laws, whether it is actually the state of Florida itself, where this tragedy took place, Stoneman Douglas High School, or here in Minnesota, the Minnesota legislature heard a or the uh, there was at least a committee, a committee hearing on a couple of different gun grabbing bills that uh, ended up getting tabled. And that that wasn't even the worst of them. Uh, if you're not following Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus on Facebook, well, for goodness sakes, why not? Uh, yeah, just go go ahead and uh, follow, look up Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus on Facebook. Follow their page. Keep up on all the latest and greatest information. Uh, because, uh, you know, as my friend and colleague Mitch Berg said last week, you know, you remember how lefties in their condescending tone kind of coo at you. Oh, nobody's coming for your guns. They're coming for your guns, okay? Uh, if you look at some of these bills that were heard at the, these committee hearings last week, and the worst of it, how, which is House File 3022, hasn't even got received a hearing yet, yeah, it's pretty scary what temp third thing to do. So, again, follow Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus at Facebook for uh, the latest and greatest information. And, uh, by the way, they do have a website if you want to become a part of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus which, uh, by the way, I did last week. I became an official member of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus uh, just last week. Uh, and you don't even have to own a gun because I may or may not own one myself, but it's not a requirement to own a gun in order to become a member of the Gun Owners Caucus. Go to gunowners.mn. Again, our great friends Brian Strasser and Rob Dorr do yeoman's work uh, keeping you updated on how the caucus is protecting your rights and these guys don't get a dime from this. Any money that is got gotten through gunowners.mn is used to print out literature for advertising in order to keep you informed on what's going on in the Minnesota State Legislature. So I felt the need to mention that. I know Rob was on Mitch's broadcast yesterday, and I know he uh, touted the organization there, but I, I definitely wanted to do so myself. But I'm getting back to uh, the Stoneman Douglas shooting. And the one component that I want to focus on, at least this segment, maybe the next segment, is the survivors of the shooting, the teenage survivors. Obviously, there were uh, most of the, of the 17 that were killed. Most of them are students. I know there was at least one adult, uh, most most uh, notoriously, uh, most famously the football coach who shielded kids from getting shot and ended up losing his own life. But the vast majority of lives that were lost were students, and they may or may or not have been own, known by the, some of the st- students who have chosen to speak out uh, against the NRA, speak out against President Trump, uh, you know, whatever, advocate for gun control, organize a march in order to march uh, against the NRA and for gun control. And the question that I have, and, I, and again, I, I posed this question during my pre-show, but I want to pose it to you, and I always welcome listener input. Uh, I can ramble on for an hour with no calls. That's no problem. But I, I, I genuinely want listener input. And, and if you want to use hashtag NarnShow, you can just you know answer on Twitter as well if you don't want to call in. The call-in number again, 651-289-4488. But these students, particularly uh, one of the more famous students is... Uh, young man by the name of David Hogg. He's a 17-year-old senior at Stoneman Douglas High School. He's been very critical of the NRA, attacked Dana Lash personally, Dana Lash, spokeswoman for the NRA, who showed up to that CNN witch, <laughs> I mean, uh, town hall nearly two weeks ago in the community. Uh, he's been very critical of President Trump uh, and has also been touting left-wing chanting points, basically talking about how they want to, uh, how we need to, spend more money on STEM education to enhance the minds of these brilliant young students so that they can go on and find better ideas for green energy, you know, that sort of thing. Just a bunch of left-wing chanting points. And that's fine. You know, in this country, you're a citizen. You have a right to believe what you want to believe and convey what you'd like to convey. But the problem here is, are these kids, and this is my question, and I'd like your input on this, are these kids beyond critical retort. I, I don't mean character assassination. There are some people who despicably went out there on Twitter uh, who said that these were a bunch of uh, meth, a bunch of actors, that they got a bunch of actors to get out there and, and, and pretend like that they were 
uh, they they were students at Stoneman Douglas, and therefore they were there to spout left wing, actually spout left wing chanting points when really they weren't Stoneman Douglas students at all. That that was a complete fabrication, and I'm disgusted by it. And I and I don't care who you are and what opinion you have. We should be able to have some sort of civil discourse where we can answer those opinions with substantive. Uh, with a substantive retort, with substantive criticism. But yet, when David Hogg has had his chanting points refuted, he's made several inaccurate statements and incoherent statements and intellectually inconsistent statements. And when they've been answered on Twitter, it's like, oh, you can't criticize that young man after all he's been through. He's been through more in his young life at 17 years of age than most adults have been cumulatively, cumulatively in their entire lives. And you know what? That's true. What he has seen, what he's endured, can't fathom it. Can't imagine. But therein lies the point. Is this a good idea that CNN and MSNBC, namely these big networks, are giving them a platform to say what they want whenever they want and have it go unchallenged? Should, should, there, should, they, not, should they not be answered? Because here's the thing. Here's the problem I have is these are the young people, specifically these young people, it's never been talked about much, if at all, that we should lower the voting age to age 16 until this tragedy happened because these kids got out there, they spoke uh, at rallies, they, they went, some attended the White House and listened to President Trump speak, and they also uh, conveyed their concerns to the president. It was more, the president did more listening than he did talking when families of the uh, of. Stoneman Douglas students came to the White House, whether it was families of deceit of those who were shot and shot and killed or those who were actually students there. And all of a sudden, these kids are getting, you know, because of social media, they have a bigger platform than ever to get their concerns out there. And because they're spouting left wing chanting points like we need gun control now, hashtag never again, we're going to organize a march, we're going to bring attention to this. This can't continue to happen. The NRA is has got blood on their hands. They're funding Congre- members of Congress and you members of Com- Congress, mostly Republicans who accept NRA money. You're like child murderers. You have blood on your hands. They're getting to say all of this without being challenged. And, of course, they're being applauded on Twitter by saying, look at these woke young people. Oh, my God, everything that they've endured, and yet they're willing to stand up and take it to the man. But yet, if there is a retort, to what they're saying, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can't, you can't go after these kids. For everything they've went through, let the kids vent. So you're using these young people as a rationale to lower the voting age to 16, but yet they can't have their criticism answered? That, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's an incredible disconnect. And Charles C.W. Cook wrote a uh, terrific piece at National Review Online, uh, at nationalreview.com this past week, talking specifically about David Hogg. And I'll read just a couple of excerpts uh, from it for this advocacy, and that's what it is. Hogg has been feted as a key leader within a quote-unquote mass movement that is determined to reform America. He has been praised for his attempt to force change. He has been cast, including by himself, as a lion who refuses to back down. And in some of the more cunning quarters of the left, he has been turned into a walking demonstration of the need to lower the voting age. At no point has anyone hosting him suggested that his relevance is limited to his capacity to describe his experience. Rather, he has in every instance been asked to join a public political fight. A fight, remember, that relates to nothing less than the, the less nothing less foundational than the American Bill of Rights. And yet, when other Americans have seen fit to respond, Hogg's defenders have cast upon him, cast him upon the inst, uh, instant in diametrically opposite terms, as an irrelevance, as a mere kid, as a grieving ornament who sits well outside our national conversation. This is extraordinary. How obvious, one wonders, do his champions intend to make it that they are using him to launder their views? And how clearly must they reveal that, despite their protestations to the contrary, they in fact have no respect whatsoever for his agency. And I'll, I'll just add this. Uh, my, my take on this, and Brandon, if we have that sound clip ready, just let me know when it's ready, and then uh, I'll call for it. 
what 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 I don't like is that they are allowed to say very clearly erroneous statements, and these hosts, whether it's Brian Stetler and Anderson Cooper of CNN or Joe Scarborough at MSNBC, just let them talk. <clears throat> excuse me, un- unobstructed, and not correct their factually uh, deficient statements or uh, or their just intellectual inconsistency. Like, for instance, David Hogg defended the resource officer that didn't go into the school because, wow, that resource officer is only armed with a handgun. You want him to go into the school to face someone with an AR-15? That's just madness. That's crazy. Never mind the fact that that's a resource officer's job. But, oh, well, you know, no one could fault him for that. But yet he wants to fault Governor Rick Scott, Republican of Florida, for his lax leadership and therefore it's Governor Scott's lax leadership that led to this whole breakdown, that somehow he's responsible for the deficiencies in the Broward County Sheriff's Department. Um, Broward County, County Sheriff Scott Israel is an elected official. How is Governor Scott responsible for another elected official? That makes no sense. That's no bureaucracy underneath Governor Scott. Okay, this is an easily factually deficient, deficient and inconsistent argument, yet it's never called out. Never. So how are you doing these kids any favors? Are they allowed to advocate for whatever they want? Of course. But are you doing them any favors by letting them spout something that isn't true? It just makes them look even incredibly ignorant. And given the fact they're high school kids, their ignorance can be forgiven. But you know who they, who can't be forgiven? Are those who are propping them up and giving them a platform because, well, as long as we affect change and get some sort of gun control, if we have to use these kids as pawns in order to accomplish that, hey, fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, Brandon, if we do have that sound clip ready, this is a clip from Real Time with Bill Maher. Uh, this took place, uh, I guess, this past week. Uh, the aforementioned David Hogg and his Park or his Stoneman Douglas classmate Cameron Caskey were on Real Time. This is Cameron Caskey in a statement he made about uh, their uh, protests and uh, and whatnot. And uh, listen to the response from Bill Maher. This was kind of spliced together to emphasize Caskey's ridiculous statement and Bill Maher's retort. Uh, play that clip, Brandon. Second Amendment is a very, very good piece of rhetoric defense that I've seen a lot because it, they, they put it as if we're attacking a, a, a right that you're born with. <laughs> they put it as if we're attacking a, a, a right that you're born with. And at the end of the day, a 19-year-old... But it is well, if you're an American. But it is well, if you're an American. But it is well, if you're an American. American. <laughs> Okay, obviously they were having fun at young Mr. Kasky's expense there. That was Bill Maher who, who said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, a right they're born with? Yeah, it is a right you're born with if you're an American. That's the point. And that's why they're using that defense. And that's why they're answering your factually deficient statements with the Second Amendment allows us to defend ourselves. And here's the, here's the crazy thing. Because this is this is kind of the gun control argument all the time when people talk about their cash weapons. It's like, well, you know, you know, they do the old, oh, they must be overcompensating for something, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. To which I say, yeah, because there was a Supreme Court ruling that says the police have no duty to protect us. And a resource officer who was armed stood outside that school and did not do his job and do not and did not protect the students. So you know what we're compensating for for those of us who may or may not own a firearm? for the possibility that law enforcement is not going to protect us because the Supreme Court determined they have no obligation to protect us. So, yeah, we're definitely compensating for something. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag, uh, hashtag NARN show, hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's hashtag NARN show. Back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, and the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man-hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets, and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market coupled with sound investment advice and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Sheraton St. Paul Woodbury, April 13th and 14th. Only $99.95 for your entire household plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723 or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and we're here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also use Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Do have a caller on line one, Bob from Shoreview. Hey, Bob, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, my question is about those that object to arming teachers in the classroom. And uh, they have been saying that um, if the police officer wouldn't go in to engage the shooter, then how can we expect a teacher to take up his gun and mm-hmm. you know start shooting? Sure. Well, the point is, have you ever... Have you thought about this, that the the teacher is already in there? He is forced to fight for his life. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to go in there. He's already in there, and he's put in the middle of a situation where he has to fight for his life. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Bob. We did. I know I've talked about this a little bit. My thing about arming teachers, and, and I made my position pretty clear, is that if, if it's required— for teachers to carry a firearm, that's a non-starter for me. But it's also a straw man argument that the gun control crowd is putting up. It's like, wow, teachers have so much on their plate right now, and now we're going to burden them with having to learn how to use a gun. No, no, nobody who is in position to influence legislation has ever suggested that they would require school personnel. I'm not, I'm not talking just teachers. I'm talking administration. I'm talking custodians, whomever uh, would require them to carry a gun. That No one has ever suggested that. However... There are some school district employees who likely have already gone through the proper background checks and have obtained their permit to carry, concealed carry, that would be allowed to carry on the school grounds. And Peter Johnson talked about this last week when he was on the broadcast, Peter of uh, Archway Defense, that it is already legal for school personnel to carry, provided they get the proper uh, permission, proper authority. 
authorization from, I think it's the principal, maybe there's some school administrator. I'm not 100% sure, but there are some there are some channels available to school personnel where if they obtain the proper permissions from the the proper official in within the school district that they would be able to carry their firearm. And that's the thing is if a teacher has a permission to carry a firearm, all right, all of a sudden, guess what? That school is no longer a gun-free zone. And what we've seen statistically is that gun-free zones, there are virtually no spree killing, spree shootings in a gun-free or in a non-gun-free zone, right? So uh, I appreciate the call, Bob. Yeah, I like I say, if, if, if a teacher is, they would, no one is suggesting that a teacher engage the shooter or go after the shooter, rather go through the proper protocols of locking down the classroom, keeping the students safe, and then if, say, the gunman tries to charge into the room, you have your firearm available, and if you've gone through the proper training in a situation like this, then you'll be able to, you know, do what you need to do. Uh, you know, again, that's well beyond my pay grade, well above my pay grade as far as how to react in a situation like that if indeed you do have a firearm. So I'm not going to uh, punch above my weight class there. But, uh, yeah, the fact that a school is no longer a, a, a gun-free zone, that would be the biggest deterrent in uh, allowing teachers to carry if they desire. Let's emphasize that. Only if teachers desire to carry, then that would be certainly appropriate. Uh, I only got a few minutes left to go. I, I was talking in the first segment about the Parkland uh, High School or, Mar- or Stoneman Douglas High School students out of uh, Parkland, Florida, who are taking up uh, left-wing advocacy on these various uh, talk shows. And here's the thing. There have been some students that have gotten notoriety that are actually uh, more second, stronger Second Amendment advocates and are advocating for uh, actually figuring out the kinks in the system that is preventing certain information to be logged in databases. So when people who go through background checks, these red flags come up and they say, well, sorry, we can't sell you a firearm. Uh, there are Stoneman Douglas High School students advocating for that sort of thing. I mean, again, the Sutherland Springs shooting, that person who shot that Sutherland, shot up that Sutherland Springs church should have never been allowed to possess a firearm because of a domestic violence incident while he was in the Air Force. But apparently some official in the Air Force, the proper official in the Air Force, didn't log the information. Had he done his job and logged the information, guess what? That would have come up in the background check when he tried to purchase that firearm. And someone convicted of domestic abuse is not allowed to buy buy a firearm. That's already a law. Okay? So my point in bringing that up is these students who have this mindset— that's saying, hey, you know what, before we heap more laws under these government bureaucracies and these law enforcement departments who aren't properly following up on these red flags, uh, why don't we actually enforce the laws that are on the books? Okay? Yeah, certainly there may be some legislation that could correct this behavior, like if you falsify information on an, on an application for a firearm, you know, that, that could certainly be a punishable offense. Again, just these are ideas that have been spitballed here. But I think Steve Dace, uh, he of Conservative Review, had probably one of the best tweets that kind of summed up everything I feel. Uh, The child, David Hogg, has now revealed himself to be uninformed at best, a willing tool for his indoctrination at worst. All he's accomplishing now is discrediting the adults, still taking him seriously. And that's spot on. That's spot on. And you know what? Kudos to Bill Maher. We played that audio sound clip at the end of the first segment where he basically said, where that Cameron Caskey's coming out saying, you know, they're acting like we're coming after a right they've been born with. Uh, yeah, the Second Amendment, if you're an American, is a right you're born with. All right? Bill Maher, not exactly a conservative stooge, all right? And he's been the only one who's had the guts to actually address some of these statements that are just flat-out falsehoods. And again, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at the kids. They're 16, 17, 18 years old. They probably haven't learned a lot about civics and government in their high schools because we're still focused on how many genders there are and all that sort of thing. So I I understand that. But thankfully, there has at least been one adult that's been willing to stand up and say, well, okay, you can believe whatever you want, but have you considered this, uh, this part of your statement that's false? Does that change your calculus? Does that change your narrative at all? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. 
But my thing is, I can't be angry with the kids, but I can be angry with the adults who are enabling them and putting them in an untenable position because these kids are going to be in an age of an accountability here soon, 18, 19, and 20. Uh, they're going to have their narratives, their worldview challenged, and just letting them spew incoherent statements is not a way to help them grow intellectually, that is for certain. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can use hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. Back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, the closer right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem and all collections and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program protecting your savings and your assets if you owe the irs or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back there's no need to worry anymore call the hotline at victory tax solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands for this free information call 800-420-2121 800-420-2121 that's 800-420-2121 message and data rates may apply remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle remembering the right filter is almost impossible so at filters fast we have some good advice forget it instead remember this text water one one to four four three four four three and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at WNAV-video.com. That's WNAV-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Hey, welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Every Saturday, you can hear my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's The King Banyan Show. That's from 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturdays. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves. He can be heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m., again on AM 1280, The Patriot. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, closing out. Every weekend's festivities tips from 2 to 3 p.m. right here. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Hey, a couple of uh, housekeeping items for you. Uh, we can finally tease the event a little bit. A Patriot event coming up that is always very popular with you, the listeners, and we always appreciate your support and your turnout for these fantastic events. Sunday, April 29th. Yes, you can officially save the date. Sunday, April 29th. We're going to be gathering at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka. We will be joined by National Salem Hosts. Mike Gallagher and Hugh Hewitt. 
Yes, Hugh Hewitt heard 5 to 8 a.m. every weekday here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Mike Gallagher heard right after Hugh from 8 to 11 a.m. And it's going to be emceed by Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, al- or uh, with It's going to be emceed by Northern Alliance Radio Network alum Ed Morrissey. Definitely stay tuned for more details uh, as tickets become available. They're not available for sale yet. It's going to be probably eh, another week, maybe a little more before tickets are available. But definitely stay tuned to AM1280 The Patriot and am1280thepatriot.com for an event officially called Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. Again, those are national Salem radio hosts, Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher. Again, Sunday, April 29th at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka. And by the way, there is going to be a Narn table. Yes, uh, myself, Mitch Berg, and King Banyan, and seven of you folks have an opportunity to purchase a ticket to sit with us at the dinner prior to the event. So uh, win-win for everyone as far as I'm concerned. Again, be sure to stay tuned to AM1280 The Patriot and am1280thepatriot.com for more details. As tickets become available, they're not quite for sale yet, but mark the date. Again, Sunday, April 29th. We look forward to seeing you there. I want to get to one other aspect of the gun debate from this past week. Uh, President Donald Trump held a uh, kind of a bipartisan meeting at the White House to uh, talk about uh, some legislation that is being bandied about to try to get a handle on the incident on mass shooting, specifically some of the breakdowns. You know, how can these be prevented in the future? And typically leftists are all about just getting the guns. And they typically propose solutions that are either... uh, already in place, like I say, you know, ban on machine guns. Well, uh, you have, unless you have some sort of special authorization from the ATF, machine guns are illegal for regular citizens, you know, or, uh, uh, or cert or, ba- or, you know, we need a background check for this, that, and the other thing. Well, those are already in place. Well, we got to deny uh, people who are on a terrorist watch list or no fly list, uh, their right to buy a gun. Well, that kind of violates the fourth. Uh, that kind of violates the Fourth Amendment, doesn't it? Because uh, those people who are on those lists uh, have no way to adjudicate themselves off the lists or face their accuser. Okay, that's part of due process, and that's a non-starter. You know, so they got together at the White House this past week, and it's funny. Uh, this and kind of a hat tip tip to Glenn Reynolds. After the 2012 election, kind of uh, explaining a little, uh, kind of a, a little meme. A verbal meme ahead of this, but uh, Glenn Reynolds of Instapundit, you know, after Barack Obama was reelected in 2012, uh, Glenn Reynolds came out with kind of this uh, this uh, kind of verbal meme, if you will. Like they told me that if I uh, voted for Romney, uh, yada 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 would happen, and they were right. You know, uh, like for instance, uh, they told me if I voted for Mitt Romney that uh, health care would be even become less available and less affordable uh, in, the, in, the, in the United States of America. And they were right. The point is, it's like, hey, you told me that if I voted for Romney, all this kind of stuff would happen. Well, I did vote for Romney, but yet Barack Obama won the election, and yet the stuff you said would happen if Romney were elected is actually happening under Barack Obama. You know, that's kind of the meme there. So uh, kind of one of my own. Uh, they told us that if conservatives didn't hop aboard the Trump train during the 2016 campaign, that the next president would be coming for America's guns. And they were right. Uh, this is a story from the uh, Daily Beast. In 2016, NRA-endorsed Republican candidate Donald Trump won the presidency after many months of insisting that his Democrat opponent, Hillary Clinton, was going to grab your guns. In February 2018, President Trump publicly called for a subversion of due process and for the government to, quote, take the guns first, close quote. During a televised meeting with lawmakers at the White House on Wednesday afternoon, the president and assembled legislators spent the hour riffing on ideas for securing schools and curtailing gun violence in America. Trump ping-ponged between various policy positions and postures, invariably making unforced interjections that would make his staunchest pro-gun supporters cringe. When Vice President Mike Pence talked about those who are a danger to themselves or others should have their firearms taken away, but also afford a due process, you know, that due process Fourth Amendment thingy. Uh, The president jumped into one-up Pence. Or, Mike, take the firearms first and then go to court, Trump said, breaking with his own vice president on live TV. 
Because that's another system. Because a lot of times, by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. The president continued sounding like the caricature of gun-grabbing Democrats he'd once warn against. I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you'd, you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. Uh, absurd. Absolutely absurd. And the fact that a Republican president would spout this garbage is just unbelievable to me. And you know what? You know what? You know what's amazing is a lot of Trump supporters, when he goes off the cuff and says things like this, and people are just like, have their eyebrows raised, like, oh my, are you serious with this guy? Trump supporters say, oh, remember, 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 you can't, you can't take him, you take him seriously, but not literally. Don't, 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 don't take him literally. So is this another one of those cases where we're just supposed to be take him seriously that he's serious about gun reforms, but not literally, like he's literally not going to subvert due process? Is this another one of those instances? I'm asking a question here for those staunchest uh, Trump apologists. And what I find most amusing about this latest incident is that some Democrats are who are so knee-jerk in their resistance, declare they're outraged, outraged, I tell you, over Trump's apparent willingness to skirt around the Constitution by denying due process. Okay, these same, some, many of these same Democrats who, after the Orlando, Florida shooting, wanted to deny people on a terrorist watch list and a no-fly list the right to buy a gun. Okay, again, these very flawed, arbitrary watch lists where... You have no idea how you end up on these lists until, well, for instance, say on the no-fly list. If you're about to board a plane or purchase a plane ticket and your name is, comes up on a no-fly list, they don't allow you to fly. And you don't even know how you wound up on that list. And you have no idea how you adjudicate yourself off of that list because the accuser, the accuser is some faceless bureaucracy. And part of due process is being able to face your accuser and give your side of the story, so to speak. Speak in your own defense. That's due process. And yet, we're, the Democrats in 2016, after Orlando, Florida, were so hot to try to pass some sort of legislation, they say, well, that's easy. Just deny these people on a no-fly list and a terrorist watch list. And by the way, those are two different lists. People often conflate those. No, those are two different lists, two different separate lists. And how flawed is a terrorist watch list? While he was alive, Teddy Kennedy wound up on it once. Say what you want about Teddy Kennedy, but Teddy Kennedy, a terrorist? Come on. So anyways, many of these same Democrats who express their outrage over Trump saying we need to, you know, due process takes too long, we need to get the guns first and then sort it all out later, uh, spare me your outrage, okay? Because many of you same people were accusing the Republicans of wanting to sell guns to ISIS because they didn't want to deny someone their due process. I've said it a hundred times on the show. You can't reason with people like that. For those of you who say you want a, want a conversation about firearms, you want to, you want to have an honest conversation about guns, firearms. Let's put it put aside uh, the verbal attacks, the personal attacks. Let's have a conversation about guns, and then. When Republicans want to uphold due process and you accuse them of wanting to sell guns to ISIS because of that, you don't want to have an honest conversation. So stop the charade. So, like I said, I agree with Democrats in principle. The Democrats who are out there expressing their outrage over Trump wanting to subvert due process in order to... uh, get the guns first. I agree with the Democrats who are outraged over that in principle. But I got to say, it it feels to me like they're being incredibly disingenuous. And there's plenty of evidence to suggest that they're being incredibly disingenuous. Specifically, remember that whole charade where they did that sit-in on the House floor? It's like, we're not going anywhere until you pass some sort of legislation or, or, or you bring to the floor or debate our legislation that says, Anyone on one of these watch lists has to be denied the right to buy a gun. Okay, I mean, how ironic is that? And one of the and the and the who, remember who headed up that sit-in? John Lewis, congressman out of Georgia, very prominent civil rights advocate, advocate activist back in the '60s, 
So how ironic was that, that John Lewis was fighting for civil rights in the 60s, but then in 2016 was basically looking to undermine someone someone's God-given right, i.e. the Second Amendment of the Constitution, because they were on some arbitrary watch list. So uh, in the end, uh, there's no way Congress, a Republican-controlled Congress, is going to bring to the floor any legislation that would undermine due process. It's not happening. And, you know, and again, everything with Trump, maybe you do take him seriously, but not literally. But my God, what what he puts the White House through that they have to come in and, and basically be be clean up. It's kind of like cleaning up after a, a after a parade of horses goes through. You imagine what those people have to clean up? That's what that's what I imagine the White House having to go through. You know, where basically they're conveying White House talking points and then the president comes out and says something completely different that undermines the original talking points. So we could avoid a whole lot of hassle here if we if he just wouldn't make these off the cuff off the cuff statements. But the president got kind of caught up in the in the pomp and circumstance here because here you had some members of, of Congress, Democrat members of Congress, who were there, and the president figures if he could throw him a bone, they stroke his ego a little bit. Okay? And he likes that because that's his moral code. If you show some sort of quote-unquote loyalty to him, you know, all of a sudden, he'll curry favors to you. If the Democrats were smart and weren't so politically inept, they can actually get a lot of what they want by stroking Trump's ego a little bit. But because they're so knee-jerk in their resistance, uh, you know, you're going to get these constant confrontational battles. So uh, at the end of the day, there's going to be no subverting due process. But this just shows that uh, my mindset going into the 2016 election is I was hoping upon hope that the Republicans could keep Congress because I had every expectation that Hillary Clinton was going to be elected president. And I say, and I said, well, we need to at least keep the House, hopefully the Senate, to provide a full check on pre- uh, President Hillary Clinton. How scary is it that we need a Republican Congress to provide a check on a Republican president? Interesting times indeed. One final segment coming up here at AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckystations.com. That's luckies with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cups from Lucky's Stations. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Pro-Life Across America, With very few investors still wanting outdated products like mutual funds or variable annuities, what are people turning to? They're turning to America's Investor Advocacy Show, Financial Fortitude. Hi, I'm Dale Creed Francis. And I'm Ryan Litvin, and we have shared unbiased information for years right here on The Patriot. It's information people need to know, like the latest innovations, including protection vehicles, growth vehicles, income vehicles, and hybrid strategies. Make your reservation for our listener appreciation dinner coming up in just a few days. Go to Financial Fortitude. Fort.com or call 612-999-1185. 
The Financial Fortitude Radio Network is committed to serving its community by providing a better set of investment and retirement tools. It's impossible to know what you don't know. The dinner and drinks are on us. We guarantee you'll be amazed at what you learn. It won't change our life if you don't come, but I promise you it can change yours. 612-999-1185 or financialfort.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with a final segment on the broadcast. It's me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Hey, if you don't already listen to the Justice Hour with Andrew Parker every Sunday at four o'clock, you really need to start and like right today, because today Andrew Parker is having on Ben Shapiro. Yes, the Ben Shapiro, probably one of the more uh, substantive conservative commentators out there today. And check out DailyWire.com for all of the Ben Shapiro's fantastic work, their podcasts, and talented writers. Ben Shapiro going to be on with Andrew Parker. It's the Justice Hour with Andrew Parker today at 4 p.m. Yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, I Okay, I admit I was probably a little hard on the media, uh, particularly CNN and MSNBC, for just letting the kids vent, letting the Parkland High School uh uh, Stoneman Douglas High School students just vent and spout their left-wing chanting points uninterrupted because, after all, they are kids and let the kids vent. Um, you know, and I may have been a little bit uh, critical of CNN and MSNBC. Do I think still think it's despicable that they're using kids as props to further their agenda? Oh, yeah, of course. I do. Absolutely, I do. But uh, this past week, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, former chair of the Democrat National Committee, she was on CNN and she talked about banning high-capacity rapid-fire magazines on CNN. Senator Martin Heinrich, a Democrat out of New Mexico, said on MSNBC he wants to ban anyone under 21 from owning, quote, I'm sorry. <laughs> he wanted to ban anyone under 21 from owning, this was his quote, gas-assisted receiver firearms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And you want to have an honest conversation about guns. This is why you're not taking seriously, media. You prop up kids to further your left-wing agenda, and then you let two prominent progressives say co- convey incoherent statements about firearms, don't correct them, and you want us to have an honest conversation about guns. This is why you don't get an honest conversation about guns, because you won't be aren't willing to be honest yourselves. Pretty simple. So, anyways, it's not... So there you go. CNN and MSNBC, they're equal opportunity non-correctors, if that's a word, of those who spout left-wing chanting points, whether it's kids or adults. Never mind the statements are factually deficient or incoherent. If it forwards our agenda, hey, it's all good, which... If you watch MSNBC and CNN, I hope you realize, folks, that the hosts of these shows think you're stupid or ignorant. All right? Does that not bother you? Because, you know, me, I, I'll, I'll soak it in all day. I, it doesn't bother me that they, they, they try to blatantly lie to me because I can actually spot some of this stuff. And I'm not saying that to be magnanimous or indignant or anything like that. Okay, it's just the, this is the stuff I pay attention to, and you ought to be as well, okay, because they're trying to lie to you. They're trying to pull the wool over your eyes, okay? And again, I don't say that to be condescending. I really don't. I didn't get well-versed in this stuff until maybe the past decade, decade and a half. I'll be 49 years old in April, all right? I went through most of my life into my late 20s and early 30s when this is stuff that I should have been, probably should have known about a lot sooner but didn't, okay? So I'm just saying here. So anyways, uh, gotta, 
that's what uh, we've got coming up on the um, on the broadcast on the uh, station today. Again, uh, check out the uh, uh, Justice Hour with Andrew Parker, uh, four p.m. Uh, fantastic show, always very insightful. He's going to be talking to, again. Ben Shapiro going to be talking about the Trump agenda, First Amendment, and Israel. And and I like Ben Shapiro because he's he's a no nonsense guy. He was not a Trump guy during the campaign, but once Trump was elected, was willing to give Trump a, a chance, and has been intellectually consistent of his praise and criticism of of President Trump. So, uh, you know, recently, just this past week, it was a six year anniversary of. Uh, Andrew Breitbart passing away. I mean, Andrew Breitbart was spotted fake news before fake news really became uh, a consistent part of the American vernacular. And he ended up uh, passing away. And people are like, you know, uh, but it was a guy like Ben Shapiro who worked for a time at Breitbart who learned under the tutelage of Andrew Breitbart and is carrying on that legacy of, of, of calling BS when he sees it and hears it. And again, it's not just against uh, progressive Democrats, okay? Although that's where the majority of it comes from, probably. But it's not just progressive Democrats. It's also our side, too, the Republicans. And you know what? Republicans do deserve it every once in a while. So I am definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, I, by the way, I only out of a minute to go. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a, a fantastic event I attended yesterday at the Mall of America. It was the Walk for Juvenile Arthritis. Uh, I was asked to emcee the festivities and was honored to be asked uh, friend of the broadcast and current Miss Minnesota, Brianna Drevlo, her platform is Brenna's Brigade, basically bringing awareness to juvenile arthritis because her 10-year-old little sister, Brenna, was diagnosed with juvenile arthritis. And uh, God bless these kids. They were an inspiration to me, these youngsters, with what they go through with this ailment, and yet don't make a lot of excuses. They still try to function in everyday life as much as they possibly can, whether it's with sports, physical activity, what have you. And they were an inspiration to me, and I got to emcee the event at the Mall of America yesterday. The Arthritis Foundation as a whole, the folks who did this walk, raised over $175,000 for the Arthritis Foundation. Check out arthritisfoundation.org for more information. And this is a cause near and dear to my heart as well, because my mother about three, four years ago was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, so my family is affected by it as well. So kudos to the Arthritis Foundation for their fantastic event yesterday. And thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me the honor to emcee the festivities. So that's all I have today. M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed week. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They may they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets, and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. 
Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Sheraton St. Paul Woodbury, April 13th and 14th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register... Call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723 or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is 